0: Welcome to the Enhanced Performance Podcast with your host, Adam Lesby. And this podcast is going to be all about performance in any field, whether it be sports, training, nutrition, mindset, business, lifestyle, anything that you want to up your performance in, we have got you covered, so let's go. On today's podcast, we have a Dundee legend, (laughs) a man at the age of only 26 got given a testimonial by his club. Dundee's answer to Roberto Carlos, Kami Kerr. <laughs> welcome.
1: It's yours, Adam. Thanks very much. <laughs> it's a good intro, that, eh? yeah. Yeah,
0: good. I've been working on that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kami, I you just back in pre season. How, or what did you do in off season, actually? Did you go away?
1: I did. I was away and I beat her for four nights oh, with my mates. How was that? Quiet? <laughs> Quiet, yeah. It was good. No, yeah. look, much needed We rest after a, a tough season. But um, once I was back, I was just straight into running and stuff. I think, I think now more than ever, I think you're kind of, there's a bit of pressure on you to do a lot when you're mm-hmm. on the off season. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Where do you I, think that's come from? In terms of, Do you think that's, is that, do you put it on yourself or is
1: it just more expected nowadays? I think it is expected nowadays. I actually read an article yesterday from The Athletic that it's like a personal pride thing eh, with, with a lot of mm. footballers. Right. Because there's a lot of pressure on people to come back and, Oh, you're expected to be the right. fittest and not just m- like me but I'm, <coughs> I'm speaking like in general um so i think there there's a lot of a lot of pressures on players yeah. and you see like i think social media and that as well mm-hmm. like you see all the players like it's rashford that. and that doing their bits and yep. they're wanting to get the edge after maybe having a disappointing season mm-hmm. like last year and stuff so I think a lot of it comes down to that.
0: That's right. And like my guys will get sick for helping me saying this. But I always feel like you should be training all year round. Like obviously you have your off times. Like you have your week off mm. or two weeks off when you go on holiday, that's fine. But you should be doing something all year round. Yeah. And like you guys get paid enough where you you should definitely be doing something all year. There's no excuses. I don't, <laughs> don't, <laughs> do <this>. I don't. <laughs> um, No, definitely. I think
1: I think like obviously once you've had especially for football. Once mm-hmm. you've had a tough season, you're yeah. in every day, you're training hard and the pressures at what come with, I think to at the very end you have your time off. Uh, but as you say, you've got to get right back into it. Mm-hmm. and I think I think once you're used to doing things all the time it's I don't think it's is it bad to say you become like addicted to exercise in a wee bit. Yeah, it sounds yeah. bad but you do when you when you stop you you feel your body, like your muscle after mm-hmm. like a week or so mm-hmm kind of goes um. you feel a bit that, like the lethargic way yep. so I think personally for me I feel better if I do stuff what's
0: that but like, uh, yeah. and people do think like oh you said the word addicted so it must be a negative but like you're addicted to a good thing you're yeah. addicted to training you know no I, mean? I know I, if we were saying that you were taking addicted to heroin then we'd be like well that's would a bit, be a bit of tro- we'd
1: be in a bit of trouble <laughs> yeah we'd be in a bit of trouble but <laughs> yeah.
0: you know what I mean it's it's a good thing to be addicted to it. and you're right it is an addiction Like I know if I don't go to the gym after a few days I'll get really like grumpy and, like, just not feel good. And to be honest, it's probably more of a mental thing. Like, realistically, have I lost any strength in three days? No, probably not. Have I lost any muscle? Probably not. But mentally, I'm like, oh, I just don't feel good.
1: I think, yeah, I think (coughs) now, in today's day and age, like, the mental side of things Mm -hmm. are so big, eh? Yeah, 100%. Um, And just to think a lot of people that might struggle with mental health or that, I think the biggest thing that a lot of people say is, you know, maybe go out on a walk, go to the gym, keep yourself know doing something and i think as you say for exercise for me as well for that side it it keeps you keeps you in a good place
0: well in japan fun factory in japan they actually tell like the doctors prescribe like forest walks they call it so if they are feeling depressed they don't just like put them on pills straight away they like tell them right you're prescribed an hour a day in the forest or whatever it may be and they've got to go on these forest walks and it's like it's just in their culture, so like even if you're at a job, you can basically say I've got to go my forest walk and have some forest work. It's quite interesting, that it's Better interesting stuff. It d- oh, hundred well, percent work. <laughs> I've seen a lot more, um I don't know whether it's because I'm kinda of thinking about doing this eventually, but I've seen a lot more of things in Dubai and Marbella and all these places where yeah. you go for your off season, you can have your holiday, bring your family, but you've also got like top class training facilities there and you can train. Is That's that something that would well, interest you? I would
1: one hundred percent do that. Um, I know I, I said I went to Ibiza in the summer, and it's exactly mm. the opposite from what I'd l- probably ideally like to do. Mm. I actually did look at doing it, but the prices came in a probably a bit too much. Yeah, the prices are br- like mainly um, because uh, we went we went to Portugal with Neil McCann for a pre-season, right? And and the facilities we went to were just like unbelievable I was doing like a lot of renovation work at the time we were it was like the campus in portugal where like i've seen john terry and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. but obviously you look into the price and that you're like even to just get the facilities to use so what i was ideally wanting to do was you know go to maybe a nice hotel chilled out hotel Mm -hmm. and then i could be within walking distance or a close drive to a place like the campus where i could Mm -hmm. go and do my work right but if there was something like that there I'd I'd love to go and do yeah, it. That'd be cool. That'd be great. Well, we'll have a chat and we'll, we'll set that up. We for need to next do that. Season. We need to do
0: that. So at twenty six, you got a testimonial. That's pretty decent. I was look trying to look it up. I was trying to find the, like the youngest players to get a testimonial. Oh yeah, the Gareth boy, Barry came up, but as yeah, well the boys 26. have been on
1: me at Dundee <coughs> saying, you must be the younger, the youngest ever to get a testimonial. Which I think I might be, but you'll be up there. I will be up there, but yeah, no, look, it's, let's just say it.
0: You are the youngest person the youngest. <laughs> in football history to get a testimonial at a young age. That's mental.
1: No, look, it is. And I'm obviously dead honoured to get one. Yeah. Um, that's obviously this year coming up. So I've had my first event. Mm-hmm. How did that go? Amazing. Um, I was dead nervous about it because mm-hmm. I was, at the start, when we, we first started selling the tickets, they were kind of going at a steady pace, but I was thinking to myself, you know what? is it going to be a big, big event? And is it going to go well? And obviously we announced Claudio Canegia, which was, it was incredible. Honestly, that's unbelievable. Uh, When he turned up that day, it was just like, (laughs) and then we had Speroni, Stephen Milne and and Charlie Adam as well. And the, the day just went exactly how I could have wished it to go. Brilliant. Um, and then obviously that's credit to all the people on the committee and stuff like that who done unbelievable work Mm -hmm. To try and get it done the, you know the perfect way and that's just the first event on on hopefully a good year of, of good so events what else what other events have you got coming up for so I'm, I'm hopefully going to be <coughs> announcing an event soon um kind Are of se- getting a little <sighs> getting very I, can't, I can't i don't know if i can say because i i don't know if it's confirmed yet but something similar to the evening with claudio right okay you know that kind of setup up with the evening children. with messi no. Okay. okay. No, um, a bit more laid back, a bit more you know chilled out kind of kind of vibe to it. We're obviously looking to get the game as well, mm-hmm. which I'm trying to get arranged. You know, get a good team to come up. Cool. it would be really important to get that with a few you know ex players to mm-hmm. come back and play. Um, and obviously, I've got my dinner on the 28th of January booked in in Invercar. So that'll be a good night as well. I yeah. Went to Bobby Bobby Lynn's, um testimonial night and it was great. It was such a good night for Bobby, so you know. Hopefully, I could have a night similar to that f- for my event. That'd be superb, mate. I'm. I'm sure everyone listening will try and buy a ticket. For well, I, and
0: sell it out. Yeah, please, <laughs> please buy a ticket. <laughs> sympathy ticket. We, we need a sympathy ticket. <laughs> well, hopefully it's a
1: good night. It'll, I'm sure it will be.
0: So now that you're in pre-season, how how does your average day of training look, and how does it differ when you get into the, the kind of main season? Yeah,
1: it's it's a lot different just now. Um, even when we've got games kind of in the next, well, say week, because mm. the, the cup games start within the next week, but when you're playing the pre-season games, mm-hmm. there's no kind of consideration for your rest right. on the days that you're training. So most days we've had double sessions, like last week we were Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, double sessions. Good. Um, you know, football in the morning, but tough work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, really tough work. Um. You know, games that you're high tempoed games and mm-hmm. then afternoons being your conditioning, your running, um, basically to you're almost, you know, on your Go last on. legs. And then there's been some days where you've been getting some strength work in the gym. Good, good. In the pool, uh, recovering and stuff. But as I say, that goes down to the facilities that we've we've been lucky enough to get.
0: To yeah, you mentioned that before you came on just the facilities you guys yeah, have got now.
1: It's great. It's it's you know, I, I think where we are now, it gives you every single, you know, possibility to try and improve to whatever, mm. you know, way you want to go as mm. as a as an athlete or a professional. Like you've got we've got the the catering side of things, we've got the gym, the pool, the pitches that are to be fair, they're getting renovated just mm. now to to make them better. Yeah. Um and it's just having that kind of that we area that, that's yours and as a club mm. everyone can integrate with each other. Yeah. Right?
0: Make a huge difference, you uh, need, is, the, you need uh, the infrastructure, you need this, the, yeah, the kind of daily structure there, like you said, is it Active Bistro that are doing that? Yeah, they're doing that just now. So shout out to Active Bistro, my yeah, man. Yeah,
1: it is, he's been absolutely brilliant. He's good, uh, Shama, uh, Shama, he's been absolutely different class, the boys have loved his food. Yep. So uh, yeah. He's a good man, is Shama. Shout out to the main man. Uh,
0: yeah, so that's really good to see that you guys are, are even though I'm a Dundee United fan it is really good to see that Dundee are doing stuff like that now and you've got the facilities now to improve. And it just creates a better like atmosphere at the club, doesn't it? Where yeah, like, definitely. So it's, it. it's it's a really, really good thing and it's quite uh, impressive to see because I was worried, obviously you guys had a tough season last season, so I was a bit worried for you guys. See, during that time, um, do you feel the kind of morale start to go lower and lower? Can you go into the dressing room and like is the writing almost on the wall where you're like... I feel like we might get relegated
1: i don't think so no i think (laughs) with the group that we had or have sorry um and what had happened the season before we're going up Mm -hmm. it was roughly the the same squad and Mm -hmm. the squad was so kind of close-knit um and they've been through tough times already you you talk about covid and that Mm -hmm. we got promoted when i was actually speaking to somebody about this last night that we got promoted when there was no fans yeah right a season in which was so weird nothing like that has ever happened before mm. you know we were turning up to to grounds where we were getting changed you know in your own wee bit and you're meters away from everyone else you can't actually speak to one another mm. you were, you're were you coming out empty stands with, with no fans behind you and somebody I spoke to last night was saying how good would it have been if we had like three yeah. four thousand Dundee fans going down to Kilmarnock to see us kind of get over the line, I was thinking that's actually the first time I've really thought. Do you know how good that would be? Yeah,
0: that's true. Even when we
1: got back to celebrate, it wasn't to celebrate with the fans. It was like a, a private party with the squad, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah. Um. So talk going back to like tough times. I don't think the writing was ever on the wall. I think as time goes, it becomes harder and harder right. because you're running out of time to yeah. to to pull off what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, you know. I think we all look at it, and there was there were certainly things that didn't help us. Um, but we'll have to look at ourselves at the end of the day, mm-hmm. and and we didn't we didn't do well enough. But the way that I look at it now is is it's behind us, um, and it, the only way that we can do it is try and bounce back as soon as we can.
0: So when something like that happens to the team and, and yourself, mm-hmm. is there things that you kind of try and learn from during that? Is there things that you pick up and go right? And make sure this doesn't happen even from a personal point of view does it kind of because I always say in fighting like if you a loss does kind of make you better because you learn from it is it kind of the same in football where if you get relegated you're going to learn from these things
1: yeah I think I think definitely like I think looking at it personally I'm always probably somebody that goes into a wee bit of you know deep thinking with things and mm. you always look at how you can improve um, especially when things go wrong you probably at times over analyse yeah Um, but certainly a lot of of learning curves from last year. I think Mm -hmm. everyone can say that at the club. Yeah, definitely.
0: That's good. And uh, Do you have any superstitions? Like anything you do, you must do.
1: No, uh, yeah, I have ones that I probably won't say nothing because they're... Because they're really weird. (laughs) Yeah, not because they're weird, but probably just because I think you're meant to keep them to yourself. But I have have a kind of similar routine that I go and do every week. Um, Where does that come from? I don't know. Like uh, I have toyed with a few different things over the years, mm-hmm. um, and then you play bad, and you're like, "Oh no, <laughs> it must have been those socks." <laughs> Change it every week. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, like just certain routines now that I try and keep. Like even just we—I wouldn't say they're superstitions, but like my pasta and chicken the night before a game. Mm-hmm. Um, even you know mid-afternoon the day before, I get my two liter and, and I put two liter of water mm-hmm. and I put the hydration tablets in them and I kind of just sip away at them yeah, mate. throughout the day. Then I go to the Craigie, New- Craigie News on the way to Den's and get my wee powerade and a Red Bull. Like all the things that... There'll I be a queue kind of I would say con- Craigie News keep waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> that I keep constant, you know what I mean? Yeah, mate. Like even the guys in there know that uh I- Comes like calmer. Like my Powerade. They yeah. They're like, ah, there's none in this week, Cammy. I'm like, nah. you're killing me here. I'm going to get beat here. Killing me here. <laughs> <lads. But> just <laughs> wee things like that. that yeah, try and keep constant. Eh? Uh,
0: it's. it's a, I don't know if it's, I sometimes think is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Just in case, like you say, they don't have the Powerade. Oh I mean, yeah, I think you know what I mean?
1: going back to like, you're on about superstitions and stuff, there was a time probably when I was, at, I reckon, 20, 22 to 24 maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I think I over, Overdone over, over, th- like I couldn't, I couldn't go out and like, see my mates or you know, my girlfriend at the time on a Friday night. I've got a game tomorrow. Right, I've got okay, to be in my okay, house, okay, like okay. sitting like there. And I'd be, all I'd be doing was be sitting thinking, overthinking Over, the game on yeah, a Friday night.
0: That's interesting.
1: And now I've got to that point where like, I'll actually try and do something on a Friday night. So I'll even go watch a youth game, mm-hmm. academy game on a Friday mm-hmm. night, or my mates were actually... Going to the cinema or whatever the word is, I'd go. Yeah. And then you know what I mean, not think about the game too much, and and when the Saturday comes, you're ready to go.
0: Yeah, it is that is a fine kind of balance mm-hmm. because you don't want to be just sitting in your house just over analysing yeah, it, because you're just going to put pressure on yourself, really, aren't you?
1: Yeah, it's good to it's good to kind of zone in and and know what you're doing the next day mm-hmm. and and kind of think about your job in hand and all that visualization stuff that mm-hmm. people go on about, but mm-hmm. I think there becomes a point where you've got to be like. Right, enough's enough. Enough's enough. Chill yeah. out. I've got a game tomorrow. I'll, I'll focus on that tomorrow when it comes. But aye. as I say, everyone's different. I, I can't go and say like for somebody else it might work that on the Friday night they're literally like yeah. zoned in and that's them from Friday night.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what people do.
1: Yeah, who, what, you know, kind of routines everyone's got.
0: Aye, aye. So I've just seen. Well, not just seen, but I noticed that you are you getting your badges just now.
1: Yes, I have got my uefa b license i am waiting to get on my a license nice man um so that's something that after i finish touch with, i can have a You've got 10 a years b- yeah. well a, a hopefully a, a good wee bit left in the game <coughs> um that's something that i've i've already got my mind and heart set mm. on is wanting to manage
0: be dundee manager
1: yeah yeah and everyone laughs at me when i say that but i don't
0: see why it would <laughs> that makes sense to me mate
1: i uh it's something that i think about and, and you go back to learning off the bad things and mm-hmm. that's what i talk about with managers and th- that i see that they make mistakes yeah and i'm sitting there probably questioning it inside going i wouldn't have done that yeah. and that's me trying you know what i mean think better myself just now yeah better myself the, the things they do in sessions and i look around and I see players body language when yeah, they speak mate. and what kind of sessions they put yeah. on the way that managers have got the best out people yeah. like i think right well i want to do that
0: that's it because that was exactly what my next question was going to be was like do you already
1: do all you the just time. what you just said <laughs> all the time and it's it's you know i should have. well i know that i give everything to playing yeah like course, that's yeah. what i love doing but i also do love that other side of coaching managing
0: you must have been the youngest on th- those <laughs> courses though like for an active I think, player. Yeah, I
1: think I would be up there as, as a, an active player. Like there, I know that there's people around my age that don't play professionally yeah, that go and do it, do it yeah. and, and they build their way up in the academies and stuff. But you know, it's, it's tough work on the, the courses. Is it? Uh, we done the bespoke with Jockey Scott, so they came to the club. right? Um, so they were kind of coming out their way to come to us. Mm-hmm. But when you do the actual courses at the Orium and stuff in, in Edinburgh, you're there for a good eight, nine days. You're kind of slogging out long days. Yeah. So your concentration levels have to be up. And yeah. You're probably doing a lot of like assessments and coursework stuff, mm-hmm. other than being on the pitch, which makes it difficult. But um, as I, as I go back to it, I just that's something that I, I, I know I want to do. That's great, mate. It's kind of gives me a good drive that I want to go and do that. Yeah. Once, once and yeah it's
0: good that you're already trying to pick up things from <laughs> managers that you've had and just see. Try to put together your own things in your head already. Yeah. To make I yourself mean, the best. I've done you eventually even do
1: it. even when I was young, like I'd done a lot of coaching, helping out, like the academy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I've actually went and helped my mates' amateur team at times. Mm-hmm. And last year I'd done that. Looking at it now, even six months ago, mm-hmm. made so many mistakes. Really. So many mistakes.
0: <clears throat> You're going to go yeah?
1: Yeah, but even he, my mate, said to me you've changed, you've ch- like, you've changed something. The way that you're getting your message across is uh, brilliant. Right. And okay. I'm sitting there going, yeah, I know that because I made so many. mistakes. Like, <laughs> I'll be the first stop. to put my hand up and be like, poor <laughs> like some of the things that, uh,
0: I don't know. But it's like anything. It's like, me doing this podcast I know <coughs> I'm going to look back on these podcasts and I'm going to be like what the f- what the fuck was I doing yeah, but, every, every but that's what you just got to do yeah you, there's no point like you're not going to be perfect at it or good at it at the start no you know what I mean you're going to have to learn so it's just it is what it is like you're just going to have to be shit for a bit
1: that's, what, that, but that's as you say that's how you learn
0: that's exactly it man that's exactly it so, growing up, we'll go a little bit back in time now. Growing up, who did you look up to? Like, you are obviously always a Dundee fan. You were a season ticket holder, season weren't you? Season
1: ticket holder, yeah. Since I was five, <clears throat> everyone knows that like Barry Smith was one of my idols. Was he? Growing up. Only, but like, not only because, but a big part of that was like, he was in a team full of big big names, yeah? Mm-hmm. Like, you even go back to Kanija and Mzadzi, yeah. all yeah. these players that had international kind of experience, mm-hmm. and he was the captain of that. Yeah um and i know like by by playing under him as a youth he was he gave me my first kind of full-time contract even the way he used to join in training sometimes and the way that he used to train was just like you could just see the way that he'd give himself every day even like when he was manager he used to come down the gym and like but i mean batter the treadmill eh? Mm -hmm. like head down like hoodie up just go, go for, for it. it and it was just like that was his mindset and or what i could see was his mindset yeah. and as a young lad to go back to that he was like somebody that i grown up i was like, i want to be a dundee like captain i want to play with dundee one day and, and mm-hmm. do what he does mm-hmm. Um obviously idol wise he was the person at dundee um as i've grown older like ronaldo's yeah, as you, you know, love Ronaldo <laughs> I, had to, get in, I had to get him in shout out and everyone knows that I l- love him as well but like just because of what he what he is you know what I mean mm. everyone kind of I think thinks he's this arrogant superstar and rightly so like he's got to be that way but I think there's definitely another side to him that's just the hard working, disciplined mm. individual that he is and he's just so dedicated to what yeah. he does and so you know mind strong on that definitely I
0: think I think it's, I think maybe we, even when he was at Man United, I didn't particularly like him personality. Yeah. He was quite young, like when he was first at Man United. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think people did think of him as very, very ar- uh, uh, arrogant. But now I don't know. I feel like maybe just because we've, I've seen him more in interviews now, I quite I really like him and really like him. He seems like a very nice person. Yeah. He does a lot for charities and stuff. He seems like a really good guy, and he is. He is the utmost professional. Of yeah. Professionals you know what i mean he's uh, he's like the kobe bryant of football He's just training 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 eats right looks amazing you know what i mean you can't really say much
1: no like that's well. it, i mean that's what i look at and like he's 37 i think 37, yeah, 37. coming yeah. up for 38 this year <coughs> like the the, the the condition he's in yeah for 38 and he doesn't look like he's really slowing up that's no. the, that's the amazing bit about that's
0: it amazing. talking about conditioning we'll talk about your conditioning because this must be this is Cammy's strong point he is unbelievably fit well <coughs> well he was when he was training <laughs> with me <laughs> <laughs> no, but he is unbelievably fit and your hard work is definitely I think you'd say sales probably got you where you are today definitely you know what I'm yeah, i yeah like obviously uh, you're a skilled footballer as well but yeah. your hard work do you think that's the most important attribute for a footballer or what do you think is the most important attribute
1: um, good question I think thank you when people say when people say hard work like for my, like, mind, I think that's, like, a given, eh? Right. But for me, because I think a lot of people think I'm maybe tech- people like t- technical ability, you've got to have technical ability mm. to be a football player or to, to be professional, which I'd like to think I've got, but I've probably got to go above and beyond But all the other aspects that you talk about, mm-hmm. like hard work, attitude, application. Mm-hmm. Like, they're the probably the, the three ones that I look at, like, you're at... Your attitude, application and hard work. Mm-hmm. And and I think in a in a nutshell the fee them kinda as being the top professional. And you know what I mean? And yeah, everything, yeah. everything you do. So I'd probably say they're the fee for me that I've certainly got to give to mm-hmm. to be in what I see my like myself. Eh? Like other other footballers will think they're you know, technically incredible, which makes them who they are yeah but my side of it's got to be my hard work tenaciousness all that stuff yeah that gets me just to be where i am and i need more i need more of that everything Mm -hmm. else like my technical side i need to keep working on that Mm -hmm. which i know other people know and that's for me to keep working on and and which i will certainly yeah that's that's
0: interesting yeah i I think i think you're right i think those things are the, the three main things and even if you have someone who hasn't got very much technical ability you can still be you can still make a career out of it if if you've got the hard work and the application.
1: Yeah, but everyone, I think a lot of people think now that you know you've just got to be good at something. Mm. But it's the other side that you know you might not have everything, but you just got to keep working. Yeah. And whatever knockback you get, you just keep at it. You keep yeah. at it. You change your wee thing here, you go again. You keep working it. All your your knockbacks, you keep at it. Yeah. and you'll get someplace I think. I th- that's the way I I tend think. to
0: agree with you, mate. Uh, and are you still the <laughs> fittest at Dundee? Did you win the beep test?
1: Well, we didn't do the beep test this year. we have done the 1,200 metre, so I got the best time at that. But to be fair, there's a few lads that are right up there. Oh, with me. Yeah, no, they're, they're really yeah. fit. We've got a good squad. We've got wee Lyle Cameron, mm-hmm. um, I'd like to say myself up there. And... Uh, we Callum Lamb was was up there as well. He was been in with the first team a few times, and he done he done great as well. So, so they're catching you. They're catching me. I've, they're, again, but that's what I go back to your professional, that pride thing. Eh? Yeah, that's what. So every man. year I know that they're they're at me. They're that's wanting that. to beat me, so I've got to kind of keep myself ahead of the pack. Eh? Yeah,
0: definitely. You say pride, like <laughs> I think another word. Not you know this is I seen as a bad word, but ego. Right? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. and like people who use that as a negative. Oh, he's got a, an ego. But I think you kind of need a little bit of an ego to drive you in some places. Like, and too much of it's obviously not yeah. a good thing. But to have an ego a little bit, especially when you're an athlete and competing, I think it's a bit of a must, to be honest. Because if you didn't care, if you didn't have an ego, like this guy just beat me. Oh, you, then can, what's the you point? can
1: see. I think everyone like that, you know, that you talk about being an athlete or whatever, has got that in them. Like, even if you're doing runs and you're looking to your right, you're like, he's catching me. I'm yeah. going to. Get my head over the line. And yeah. work, you know what I mean? Winner. Yeah. It's all these wee things that add up and, and everyone's got it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's that drive to want to succeed.
0: And if they're not, they're not in that kind of setting. They're not, yeah, you're you're not right. mean, they're not there. You know what I mean? So, I've now got a few questions from the public. Some of them had to be censored and I won't, I won't ask them. <laughs> 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 but, first one, best player you have played with slash against?
1: Um, Best player I've played with... I'm going to have to break this off into two because You're I always free. say the best player I've played with <coughs> for what he was was Gavin Ray. Right, okay. Because he was like the captain that he was was incredible. Right. Um and he definitely won Dundee the, that league that year mm-hmm. and for what he was and the per- he pulled so many people through, he mm-hmm. helped all the young lads and I was just kind of coming through. Um but played with in terms of ability and stuff. I mean Charlie Adam for yeah. for his, his left foot was just honestly his, his left foot is one of the obviously the best I've seen yeah mental um, so I'd probably say Charlie for that um, and against I've had some tough games do you know what? I've had some good battles with people like Jordan Jones and mm-hmm. and Scott Sinclair and stuff like that but i had a tough time against Jota last season yeah I've done alright against him um, um, at Parkhead, but at Den's, I had a 10 minute spell where, I was getting the, the runner in <laughs> Do you feel that? Like, do you, yeah, you do you like, it, like oh my God. Especially as a fullback, it's, you're in a position that's very like, every position's individualized, mm-hmm. but you get a winger running at you, at full pace, <laughs> you can almost feel it, you know what I mean? You're out on your own on the wing, <laughs> and you feel like the space that he's got to run in is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and to be fair, do you know I actually, I'm brutally honest about it. Like, I had a bad second half mm-hmm. against him. And it's difficult when you're up against it, especially when you're getting beat. Yeah. Uh, first half, I thought I actually dealt with him okay. But then he tried. Then, then, <laughs> then the manager said, look, come on. Come on. Second man. gear. Um, and I switched off for two goals. And he got one, he got across me, which mm. I thought I had him, and he just got right in front of me. And then he picked the ball up. And I could hear the staff at the side from from Dundee say, "Going get tight," and I've went tight. He's rolled me, and then I've tried getting back and actually tripped up, <laughs> so it's made it worse. I mean, it, it was it was oh, yeah. it was bad. And then he goes, and I think he reversed it as well and yeah. off the post, and I'm sitting there.
0: Oh no! On your arse. So yeah, that was that
1: was one game. I looked back and thought, he definitely got the better of me.
0: But to be I mean. that, to be fair, that's like the elite of the Scottish no, Premiership. Yeah, you know what I mean?
1: where are pr- a trying <coughs> pride myself on my game though is 1v1 yeah yeah and uh yeah let myself down well not this season but next season yeah exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) best moment in your career
1: um i've got a few good ones where i look back um you know i think my first goal was a big one or the promotions that that we've got Mm um best moment in my career know i think i think i've maybe mixed this answer up a few times because i've got a few memories mm-hmm. that from looking as a young lad that i've been able to achieve as a, as a fan you know what i mean yeah yeah of course um i don't know i'll probably get a bit of abuse for saying this but captain and dundee against united yeah and a derby win like something that i would always just yeah, look 100%. up to doing you know what i mean yeah um that's up there it's got to be yeah it's up there and then on a personal note was be winning Player of the Year one year? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's something that every year I try and look to get mm-hmm. um, on a personal level. But I'd probably say captain and Yeah, it's a pretty big yeah. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> nice one. Uh, best manager played under. I'm sure there's a lots of good ones. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: um. I said. I said that. I think I got asked this at my. My evening with Kinnija and. Mm-hmm. I'm torn between two, two guys. Um, John Brown was, was really good. Mm. John Brown, I would run through a brick wall for. Um, He made you, there's just something about him. He's just an honest, honest guy. Mm -hmm. That, you know, I I try and look up to that and what he was and what he stood for was like discipline again. You go back to hard work, just doing everything you can and, but also had Paul Hartley, who was on me every day in training, like every day, every second I gave one ball away, he's like, Nick, come on, better," like it was every day. <laughs> but he got the best out of me, yeah, Paul. Yeah. Um. So I'd probably say I'm torn between those two. Okay. Um. For managers, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um. They certainly were. Um. Really good for me. That's good. Up to now, obviously, I can't comment on. The, yeah. The new manager. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just in. We're just in.
0: Well, yeah. um I've got a story about John Brown. I'll tell you after the podcast finishes. So remind me. John Brown, the manager. Yeah. 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 I, I might put that on my paid paid podcast behind the paywall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pay extra for that. That's it. <laughs> that. um, best game you've played when you came off and you went, "Oh, you fucker!" I was unbelievable. Even if you got beat.
1: Um. <clears throat> oh. Don't know. I look at my deb, my SPL debut against United. How decent was that? Just for what I think I'd done, from what had went on Mm -hmm. in the past few months, so I'd went to Peterhead again on loan for the second time. Mm -hmm. And after the first time I'd come back, I thought, right, I've got a chance of playing. I'd come back after Peterhead had got Young Player of the Year at peterhead and i was like right i'm ready to go at dundee that's me surely i'm in with a shout first few games of the season on the bench left out on the bench left out and i went up to play a 20s game with dundee because i hadn't been playing obviously to keep your fitness and i got sent off in a game that got two silly bookings one was a tackle and then one i got turned and i pulled the boys top and and the referee took second booking and i remember going into dens the next day Mm -hmm. And Paul Hartley, I knew Paul Hartley would be in because, again, talking about going back to management and learning, yeah. he was in every day. The work he put in, he was in at seven, wasn't away till six. He was away at youth games. like That's the way I probably want to do it. You know what I mean? You're in you're in first, last to leave. So I knew he'd be in even though it was a day off. Mm-hmm. And I went to kind of run around the track as kind of like a self-punishment. Punishment, eh? yeah. But I knew that he'd be in and I'd be hoping that he would... Yeah. maybe say something because yeah. you know I was young and I was I didn't know what where I kind of stood and uh, he he rubbered me <laughs> he rubbered me he was on he actually came out onto the pitch and he rubbered me and he'd phoned Jim McNally that day and uh, told me you're going back take him back take him back so Jimmy phoned me at night and he went you're coming back he, he wants you to go out alone. so I went out the second time was terrible <laughs> honestly I wasn't I, my head probably wasn't in it yeah but then again you go back to learning like as you get older you've just got to keep yourself in that place where you keep working Aye. Um went back the second time again got sent off was on the bench playing terrible making bad decisions so it got to I think about the, the December time and I remember sitting in Jim McNally's car one night after the game because he took me up and back to the games I And he says, look, he says, this isn't working out for you. He says, you've got six months left on your deal at Dundee. I'm just going to put you back. There's the Derby coming up. Try and push yourself into the squad for that. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, I can't get a game for Peterhead. I'm not going to get a game for Dundee. Like, that's the way I was thinking. And uh, (coughs) I didn't obviously say that. So my loan got kind of cancelled. Right. And I went back to Dundee. And I remember just having two really good weeks training and the build up to this derby which was on the second of january Mm -hmm. and greg stewart was suspended for the game and i thought to myself do you know what there's a wee chance that i'll maybe you know what i mean at least being around it and i got pulled on the monday morning the week before the game and hartley was like do you think you can play next week you think you've got it in you and i obviously yes or no like if i wasn't ready I, i was still saying oh 100 i'm yeah yeah i was just like yeah yeah so, for that week, honestly, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> every night, I'd sit in bed lying there like... Nerves going. And I got to I got to that game, the, the, the game that I talk about, and every every part of that game is just a big blur. Right, okay. Like, I was up against Paul Dixon, who mm-hmm. I looked up to as a player when I was at Dundee. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, was one of my heroes in terms of... Because I was playing left-back as a youth. He was somebody I looked up to. And it was just kind of a surreal day. After... Honestly, the first half I was camping up like all the nervous energy yeah, and all yeah. that, and uh, got man of the match in that game. Brilliant. Played seventy five, had to come off because my t- two calves were so, so honestly they were gone. But uh that's just the game that I look back on. and all. Then obviously like the fans kind of big standing ovation, singing my name and that. Mm-hmm. So that's the one game that I look back and was like, Pff. "Yep, like I could have went so different." And it's you know what I mean. I went all downhill from there. Right? I went all downhill. <laughs> and that is it. That's exactly it. So that was my no, that was the, amazing, the game that story. I look back and think you know what that's yeah the one that sticks out that's awesome man. Uh,
0: best goal it was best goal you've scored right but yeah we've changed that to best goal you've seen scored
1: um it's a tough one it's probably between elback toey's mm-hmm. volley right against against united yeah Um, Or Greg Stewart's goal at Ross County when he chopped, chopped, chopped. And I think he had... I'd probably give it to Greg Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Greg Stewart. He had... He he came inside, went to play it, and I want to say about three boys were on the floor diving and he chopped them, chopped them again and just slotted it home. Beautiful. brilliant. Yeah, great goal. Uh, Best friend at another club. (sighs) Oh. Or best friend at Dundee. Best friend at Dundee? No, do you know what? They're all good lads. I've obviously... um, obviously known gowser for a long time mm. we've had some great laughs um he's probably had more laughs the <laughs> things he's done to me but At your uh, expense yeah my expense but i've, I've become quite close with big uh, ryan sweeney and, and adam legston's who they've only come to the club in the last year or two oh. but got a close bond with them um so but you know what there's a lot of, a lot of lads in there there's we finn robertson max anderson Finn's are great guy. Yes, yeah, they, all, all the young lads, Mulligan as well, and stuff. Good. They're all they're all actually good lads, so that goes it. a long way in addressing them as well. Definitely, that it, does does. Make, it must make a huge difference. I've it, just mentioned about ten people. The best one squad, best but no, <laughs> elsewhere I've still got pals, obviously like Craig White and and yeah. Matty Allen and uh, who's at Montrose, so I still keep in touch with them. Good man.
0: Uh, so final question is, what are your goals for the season? From a personal note. Mm. obviously I'm guessing the team goals would be to get promoted but
1: yeah team goal is to get <coughs> promoted um but personally um it's something that I should probably do more is kind of goal setting I know that I need to add to my game further up the pitch mm-hmm. not necessarily goals but more assists and mm. and c- creating chances for the team as a fullback um so I'd say that um obviously you want to Sorry, I go. will go back to you know your player of the years and, and and team of the years. You want to push for them, aye, of course. Um, but that comes from doing the things that I just mentioned.
0: You're right. Well, Kami, thanks very much for being on the second episode of the Hans Performance Podcast.
1: I appreciate you. Having you having me in.
0: Oh, was superb! Uh, okay, if everyone can get behind Kami, make sure that what we're sporting this testimonial. Uh, maybe not get behind Dundee themselves but certainly it's <laughs> <his> testimonial <laughs> and I'm sure I'll have him on again soon thank you very much mate. goodbye